Gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, my mic's a little bit hot. I better turn that down. There we go. I always uh, do a quick check on my mic levels before the show, and uh, for some reason, I am always louder. When I'm actually live, when I'm testing the mic, I guess that makes sense, right? Anyway, good to have everybody with us tonight. My name is Jim Paris, and of course, we are live on Sunday nights. The show is called Jim Paris Live, and we have a great broadcast lined up for you as usual. Tonight, my special guest in the guest segment is L.A. Marzulli, filmmaker, researcher, Bible prophecy expert, will be here tonight. And he'll be talking about a lot of topics, I'm sure, but uh, included in that is his brand new movie, On the Trail of the Nephilim. Looking forward to that interview. Next week, we rebooked her because we had that technical, uh, I don't know what happened, some snafu happened about a month ago. We were excited to do a show on the topic of angels with uh, author Allie Anderson. And uh, we, we had a meltdown here in the studio. We, we uh, For some reason, our guests could not hear us. So all of that has been fixed. In fact, today I just installed another new piece of equipment, and uh, that gives me a chance to tell you about tonight's sponsor. Because the show, I continue to do the show completely independently. So it, really, it's been a year now, and a week from now, it'll be a year that I broke away from the network, and I'm totally 100% independent. There's a lot of great benefit to that in terms of no commercials, uh, I, I, I don't have any restrictions on what I can say. Um, I'm not actually on broadcast radio, so I don't even have to worry about FCC and all of that kind of thing. But we still have to pay the bills, and I want to keep the show the same. And I can tell you, I've got a lot of people asking me to buy ads, that sort of thing. I don't want to go back to the advertising, but it costs money. I, I put in a brand new uh, amplifier today hopefully to uh, clean up the sound with our guests and also make me sound a little bit crisper. So we put in all new cables uh, from the board uh, to our um, to the uh, sound amplifier here. We then put in a brand new cable for the microphone and really just tweaked everything. And But it costs money to do this. So what we do every week, we start out with a sponsor. And tonight's sponsor is the Virtual Asset Retirement System. Now, this is one of my own products, so I'm paying the bill for tonight's program, so I want to tell you what it is. Many years ago, maybe uh, 2008, I think it was, I started a program where I was teaching people how to start internet online businesses. That just exploded. I mean, we had thousands and thousands of people go through that course. About five years ago, I retired that course and decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore and decided to go in a different direction, just sort of focusing on all my own uh, internet businesses. 
But a lot of things have happened and a lot of people have been asking about me doing this again. And so what I did was I sort of reinvented and reboot. I, I, I did a reboot on the old program. So I'm really calling this the Internet Income Workshop 2.0. But what it is, it's about how you can actually build these income streams for retirement. And it's a kind of a different approach because it's not just how to start Internet businesses. It's about how to create the income streams to actually use those to retire on. So if you're like me, you're close to retirement and you're wondering, how am I going to make it? I don't have enough savings, investments, or if you're already in retirement and you want to supplement that, this is going to be something you're going to really love. And what I did was, because there's a lot of information, I decided to make part of the course free. So if you'd like to check it out, I have three lessons. The first three workshops are free for you to take a look at. All you have to do is go to varstraining.com. That's V like in Victor, A-R-S like in Sam, varstraining.com. And check out the uh, free portion of the course and see if it's for you or not. That's tonight's sponsor, varstraining.com, the virtual asset retirement system. All right, let's get into the news tonight. I'm excited because on Wednesday, right here in Central Florida, over at the Kennedy Space Center, there is going to be a manned space flight. And I guess this is the first time we've had a manned space flight in, what, nine or ten years since they stopped launching the shuttle. And so this is a big deal. It's in uh, uh, conjunction with SpaceX. We're sending two uh, astronauts into space on Wednesday. A lot of people don't even know about this. The story kind of, you know, hasn't gotten a lot of headlines, but it's going to be a big thing uh, this week uh, to see this happen. It's always kind of scary when there's actual people on these flights. We see rockets all the time uh, going off here. We can stand outside in the street and watch the rockets go over our house. Uh, it's about an hour and a half drive to the Cape Kennedy Space Center, but it's uh, visible from where we are. It's actually great viewing from our area right here by the beach. So that'll be on Wednesday. So look for that. That's a big story. And then I found this interesting, uh, these phone recordings with Joe Biden and the president of Ukraine. Of course, everybody's familiar with Joe Biden's videotape where he demands that a prosecutor in the Ukraine uh, be fired. It turns out that that prosecutor was the prosecutor looking into Burisma, which Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had that shady business relationship with. So everybody knows about the video, which is, you know, just epic. That video of Joe Biden uh, saying they're holding back the $1 billion loan guarantee until the... Uh, that particular prosecutor in the Ukraine was fired. Well, now there are phone recordings just released of Biden on the phone back in the day, back at this time, actually on the phone with the president of the Ukraine, uh, spelling this out in, in more detail, in no uncertain terms, that this prosecutor was to be fired or the billion-dollar loan guarantee uh, was not going to um, be followed through on. So that's interesting. You can find that in a bunch of places online. But if you want to just go to YouTube and just type in 
Biden Ukraine phone recordings. You'll find that. I, I find these recordings very interesting, very riveting. Of course, Democrats are saying they're gaslighting this. They're basically saying, yeah, well, we, we know about these recordings. This is exactly what the uh, vice president has said all along, that he uh, wanted that prosecutor fired because he was a dishonest prosecutor, et cetera, et cetera. So they're trying to kind of play that and spin that because that's out there now. But I really think that this whole issue of Hunter Biden, who's been in hiding, really, we haven't heard much about him. But there is a, a subpoena now from uh, from the Senate uh, for financial and other documents from Hunter Biden related to the Ukrainian deal. So this is sort of heating back up again as we get into the election season. I think this is going to be huge. And then we shift gears here to talk about the attack on churches. And the, the president, Trump, came out and ordered the governors to open the churches, made it clear that under federal law, under the First Amendment, that they are not to close churches and use COVID-19 as a reason to force churches to close. And and yet uh, so many churches have closed, like even in our state here in Florida, our governor has said from day one, churches do not have to close. But yet so many churches are closed. Well, there are some states taking very vicious, really vicious actions against churches uh, to get them to stop uh, trying to reopen. Uh, and and so this came up in a press conference the other day with the new press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, uh, and she addressed this. And it was amazing to watch the the reporters one after the next uh, they just they they were just shocked asking questions such as, does the president have the authority to order governors to leave churches open? Uh, every question they could possibly ask to kind of take the other side of it. And uh, Kaylee, who is a Christian, uh, the new press secretary, she said, uh, wow, something like this. I'm paraphrasing. Wow. I, I'm surprised to hear such a uh, negative perspective here on the idea of opening up churches uh, on behalf of the press corps here, something along those lines. And uh, they were just aghast that she would say that. Well, that's exactly what was happening. They, they were asking every question they could implied in those questions uh, was like the Greta Thunberg. How dare, how dare you open up the churches? I mean, that was pretty much what was being said. And so uh, the media is aghast about her her making such a comment, and even Fox News's um, you know Sunday morning host Chris Wallace uh, took a shot at her this morning on the uh, Fox News Sunday program uh, that he said he was a White House reporter for several years under Ronald Reagan. He'd never seen such a thing. You know, I'm really starting to wonder what is going on with Fox News. The president has made some comments lately as well that Fox News has kind of gone off the rails. I think they've decided, I don't know if this is a, a business decision they've made, that they want to start moving a little bit more to the left uh, on their coverage. And I'm not sure what lane they're looking for. Maybe they're just concerned about some of these other uh, One America News Network is popping up. Uh, WND is doing well. So there's some other competing uh, you know, voices on the right. And, and I've always thought Fox News was 
was fair and balanced, but they seem to be taking some liberal positions lately, especially this Chris Wallace uh, seems to be uh, on that bandwagon as well. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, here's what's going on in particular with the churches. So as I call them, the Ninth Circus, the Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, which is on the West Coast there in California, they issued a ruling and the ruling uh, backs up the state of California and Governor Newsom's uh, forced closure of all churches uh, in California. So someone had filed a federal lawsuit and it went to the Ninth Circus, as I call them. And the Ninth Circus has backed up the state saying that they can force churches to stay shut down. The city of Chicago is sending out police uh, apparently today, to stop Sunday services, which includes towing cars of parishioners and fining people uh, who are in attendance at the at these churches. This is just horrific to me. And, you know, I, I understand COVID-19 is going on and all of this. But, you know, if you're going to leave the grocery stores open and you're going to, you know, leave a, a lot, you know, Walmart is open, the grocery stores are open. There are a lot of places where people are gathering, honestly, where there are more people gathering than what than what would gather at a typical church. And, you know, this is just scary to me. I get it that the churches are being closed because of COVID-19, but I don't like the idea of churches being closed at all for any reason. And the Justice Department has weighed in on this and said, you know, this is a constitutional First Amendment issue. The freedom of religion, the right to assemble. Uh, I mean, this this is serious business. And this this really, you know, gets down to brass tacks when you say, you know, what rights are you willing to give up to be safe? And the the right of being able to get together in a church it seems to me to be one of the most fundamental rights that we have in this country. And uh, it's just scary to see this happening and to see many of these governors and mayors and, and county officials taking such aggressive actions against churches. I, I mean, literally in a lot of these states, you have liquor stores open, but the churches are forced to be closed. And so I read an article that I guess it'll be next Sunday, which is the 31st of May, that uh, over a thousand churches in California have created a group they're they're banding together and they're going to all open their doors and there could be now maybe even more than a couple thousand but when i read this article i think it was 1200 churches were going to all together they were planning this so that they couldn't be singled out to open up their churches uh next sunday in california and they're doing this in a responsible way they are uh, doing it with social distancing. I think many of them are encouraging or even requiring wearing of masks. They've got protocols in place to uh, disinfect surfaces, which, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw the story like that I did. It seems like everything we've been told about COVID-19 later turns out to not be true because there was a story that came out on Thursday. Apparently, the Centers for Disease Control now says they're basically playing down the that the covid-19 the the risk of transfer on surfaces is now pretty minimal they're saying 
So all of this that you're seeing where <laughs> I have to tell you, my wife and I, we went to an event on Friday night down at the Jackie Robinson ballpark, which is a, a historic uh, ball field in Daytona beach. And they decided to do like a soft reopening, not with a baseball game, but they showed the movie 42, which is the life story of Jackie Robinson. And then fans got to sit out on the field, all socially distanced. And we went to that because I love baseball and I love being down there. And so we went there with some friends. And I have to tell you, uh, it, w- it was a complete meltdown. Uh, what happened? I'm, I'm at the, uh, the concession stand getting us a couple of burgers and the lady behind the window is wearing these gloves, trying to use a touch screen to ring up my order. And the computer's not working. The computer melts down. There's a guy behind her with a squirt bottle of disinfectant. He's squirting it and it's splashing all over me, all over her, all over her computer screen. And these are mostly like elderly, you know, senior citizens that work the concessions at the ballpark. And I, I'm not kidding you. I stood there. For about 25 minutes, well, they got the computer to come back on that they could take my money. And I, I finally, in frustration, said, let me give you cash. And they said, we're not allowed to take cash, COVID-19. <laughs> so, you know, my thought for the night was, I'll take cash. You know, if there's some new thing out there that COVID-19 means that no one wants cash, I want to announce it here tonight that I am accepting cash. <laughs> Anybody that wants to, you know, put on some plastic gloves, put all your cash into a plastic baggie and you can mail it to the address on my website. I'll be ha- or bring it by the, by the, uh, the, the house here. I'm happy to have you just drop it by. Uh, so they're afraid to even take cash, but now we know that all of this, you see people running around, apparently all the grocery stores, the reason they're closing two or three hours early is they've got workers, they've got employees going through the aisles. I'm not kidding you, spraying like every can and wiping it down and wiping down every surface all throughout the store. Well, now we're finding out that that's probably not necessary, that the transfer on surfaces, the risk of that turns out to probably be pretty minimal according to the CDC. Now, we don't know because they they change things uh, so much. It's like wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It lives on surfaces for nine days. No, it lives on surfaces for three days. Uh, It could live on a surface for 30 days. It could come from China on a package. Oh, well, forget about all that. It probably doesn't really last very long on surfaces. And the amount of the virus on a surface, this is the thing people don't get, is in order to actually contract it, you have to have a large enough amount of that virus actually to get into your system. So trace amounts are not going to trigger uh, the transfer of the virus. So you've got to have a pretty healthy dose of that virus to actually contract the virus. But anyway, it turns out that maybe uh, the whole idea of a transferring on surfaces is not really such an issue. So, so who knew? I mean, what else are they going to say? Okay. I'm going to be doing a video on Tuesday and I'm giving you a heads up on this. Because you may not you may not follow me close enough to see this video, and I want you to know about this because I think this is huge. Hertz rental car is going bankrupt. Probably everybody knows that. It's been in the news now for a couple of weeks. So part of the bankruptcy, I guess they're going to continue to operate uh, in maybe a chapter eleven or something. But as as part of this bankruptcy, they're going to be selling off, I guess, about eighty percent 
of their cars. And I went online and started looking into this. And there are some really great deals. I went just online to the Orlando uh, Hertz rental car location to see what was for sale. And I saw some beautiful cars with as little as like 40,000 miles on them for about $7,000. Really nice four-door uh, vehicles, upscale, nice vehicles. And rental cars are typically very well-maintained. They, they change the oil a lot. The maintenance is usually very good on them. And, um, you know, if you're, in the, if you're in the market for a car, to be able to get a nice car like this, for $7,000, it was the lowest price one I sort of sort. I did like a sorting, a filtering by price to see where kind of the pricing started. And it starts around seven, $8,000 here in Orlando at the location, you know, hour and a half from where I'm at tonight. And I thought, you know, this, the prices are so good. I'm almost half tempted to buy one of these cars, put it in my driveway and put a cover over it and just have it for like, you know, two, three years down the road when we need another car, just and maybe start it up once a week or something and just kind of keep it in reserve, wrap it in plastic. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's really no good way though, to, to buy a car and not use it. We don't need a third car in our family, but I'll tell you, if you're somebody that is in, in the market for a car and you're thinking that maybe you need to update your car, replace your car, this is a tremendous opportunity uh, to get a, a nice car uh, with, with fairly low mileage uh, for seven, $8,000. So take a look at that. The other thing I noticed today, I was doing research for the show. I don't know if it is just me. I am running into more and more paywalls when I'm online. And it's so frustrating because you go to like one of these news sites like Google News or even Drudge, and you're going through there and you see a story. Oh, this looks interesting. You click on it. And then you start reading it and then this box pops up and it says you can pay uh, $20 to get a subscription to the New York Times or this or that. I am so sick of this. It happened to me today probably five or six times where I found, you know, news story. Why do these aggregator sites link like that when there are paywalls and these paywalls are they need to come up with something. I mean, I, I would not mind buying a subscription where I could get access to like multiple news sources for 40 or 50 bucks a month and not have to go through this. But I am not going to like buy a subscription to this and that and the other thing and have like 20 different people dinging my credit card every month that I have to keep track of. I'm not going to do that. And, and there must be some better way of, of them doing this. And some of them have an immediate paywall like the Chicago Tribune, they've got a thing where if you read more than two or three articles, the paywall goes up for like a week. You can't see any more articles again unless you subscribe. I know they need to make money. I, I get that. But somebody's got to come up with something better. Uh, and, and why these news aggregator sites are linking to all these news stories where you can't even read them. There must be some commission involved, right? So if I'm Drudge, I put the link up there. A million people click on it and maybe 10,000 buy a subscription to New York Times or something. And he gets some money out of that. There's got to be something along those lines, because, I mean, if this is how it's going to be, that all the news is going to end up where you've got to have a subscription. That's going to make it rough to just go online and be able to read the news. OK, so I saw this today that a bunch of companies, 
Netflix, Disney, Salesforce, a bunch of companies are getting together, a bunch of corporate leaders, along with the, uh, the governor there in California. And get this, California is looking for a trillion, with a T, a trillion dollar federal bailout because of COVID-19. Now, if you haven't figured out what's going on, and we've talked about this on several broadcasts, what they're doing, they're, they're, they're trying to whitewash 10 years, 20 years of bad policy, bad fiscal management by blaming it all on COVID-19. In fact, there's a plot in, in the city of, of in Chicago, in, in the state of Illinois there, there's a plot to try to get about $150 billion from the feds to pay for their uh, pension uh, program, which is all their pensions are, I guess, 50% or less funded. They're looking to use COVID-19 to be able to get money for that. This is really amazing. And and how, how, this, how they're going to do it is this, if they can get away with it, which I don't think they will under Trump. They would under a President Biden. But here's how they're going to get away with it to some extent. What will happen is the next stimulus bill that is put forth will have money in it for these states, way more money than they deserve. But Republicans will then be faced with the dilemma of voting against that bill, which would stop money going out legitimately to businesses and individuals that really do deserve it uh, by letting this, uh, you know, by, by allowing for this bailout money to go out. I don't think they're going to get anything near what they're asking for. And I think it's one of those things where they're they're asking for a trillion and and will probably be happy with 250 billion or something like that. And these are states where Trump has is already said, "Look, you need to open back up again. Uh you've been shut down too long." And California, I I have no idea what they're thinking. They've closed their university system until January. I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, these are who knows what's going to happen in the next month or two. The, the idea of closing down the university system. And this is what these people are doing. It's like, well, uh, you know, it would be it would be like calling your boss saying, I'm sick. I'm not coming in today. But now that I think about it, I'm not coming in until January. I mean, how do you know if you're California that this is going to drag on until January? You don't know that. Uh, I mean, and they're looking at just uh really putting no date on it as to when they might actually resolve all this out there. I don't know how they're going to stay shut down financially. They're already in a mess, but I guess they're looking for the feds to bail them out. And then we'll close our new segment with this. You know, I find this guy interesting. I honestly don't like him at all. Bill Maher. I really do not like the guy. He's one of the most crass, disgusting individuals uh, that you'd ever want to see in the media, but he does have a following of people, and I don't know how much of it is an act or how much of it is really him. Uh, but he's a very jaded, very cynical guy. But on occasion, he's intellectually honest, which is an amazing thing among liberals because you don't see that often, where a liberal will say, "Well, in this case," and then they'll just speak the truth. Most liberals cannot ever be intellectually honest. So here is one of those moments where. Bill Maher actually says something that surprised me and a lot of people, and he says he now regrets Trump's impeachment. And here's the quote, quote, turned out to be a horrible thing, end quote. Wow. And Bill Maher, if you watched his show, which I don't, I just 
occasionally see the clips. He was on that impeach Trump bandwagon, uh, probably more than anybody in the media. Um, and, and here he is coming out saying turned out to be a horrible thing. You think, <laughs> but it was, it was fascinating to see that this week. I mean, here's a guy who, uh, you know, right down the line, uh, a lefty, I mean, pretty much everything, but on occasion he can be just intellectually honest and who knows, maybe this is just how he gets, uh, you know, press, uh, the, what's the, uh, the filmmaker, Michael Moore. Michael Moore will occasionally throw a bone out to conservatives as well. Then the, the media will be in, a, in an uproar. Michael Moore says Trump will probably be reelected. And then, of course, all of us dummies, uh, conservatives, will like reshare that to all of our social media. And Michael Moore will be taking up our, our news feed for for two or three days because everybody's excited. It's like, wow, even this left wing nut Michael Moore thinks Trump's going to be reelected. So I think some of these people do this as a PR stunt. But in any case, I thought it was interesting. Bill Maher says he now regrets Trump's impeachment, quote, turned out to be a horrible thing. All right, we'll take a one minute break to refire the open. We'll be back with our good friend, filmmaker, researcher, Bible prophecy expert, L.A. Marzuli. We'll be back in one minute. Stand by. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 